97.7 Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Reading this from fastcompany.com. I love the articles about corporate leadership. One of my favorite topics to talk about. I think one of the things that we do extraordinarily well on Lance Day Radio Network. Most career ambitious people want to climb the corporate ladder, but far too often these folks try to force that move before they're ready. That was definitely me. Corporate leaders also often get tempted to promote top performers much too early. That was also me. By moving into a management position before you're ready, though, the company can end up with an unhappy team and high turnover. When you get that first shot at management, you want to nail it. Unfortunately, high performance qualities don't always translate when someone moves into management positions. Now, this article goes on to say that there are three different ways to know if someone is prepared to be a manager or leader. Now, I spend a lot of my time. I should charge people that hit me up that want to pick my brain. I should I should hit you with the with the Lance J consulting fee. But I love I love seeing people have the opportunity not just to move up, but to be the best that they can be. Because an ineffective manager, you're better off being an individual contributor. And I know a lot of people that make a lot of money as individual contributors. You don't have to be a manager, a director, a vice president, a C-suite. There are, there are, especially in the gig economy. There are a lot of fantastic individual contributor roles that are out there. You don't have to, you don't have to be at the apex, the zenith. I know a lot of people... They get into leadership roles and they don't really like it. They don't like dealing with people. I was talking to a a mentor of mine and being introspective. I feel when I, when I ran teams, I was, I was very high performer in my, my teams. Everyone, if you, if Lance J came to your plan, you bonused, bonused, excuse me, bonused, bonuses, I don't know. You made a lot of money if I showed up. But my compassion and emotional intelligence was was very low, dangerously low. I did not excel in those areas, and I had to grow. I needed good mentors that were truthful with me about my shortcomings and failures, as well as praising me for the money that I was bringing in. But I've said many times, like I had people that came to my office. So I'm going through a divorce. My kid's flunking out of school. My grandmother is very sick. And I was always like, hey, take your time. What we're doing here is not as important as your family. So I was never that guy. I was never like, well, hey, too bad. Go back to work. I'm like, hey, go home. I'll comp you. Take as much time as you need. But don't ask me to care. I don't care. This is business. 
I don't care about you or your family. That's not my problem. So if you want me to to get from my side of the desk and give you a big hug and hold your hand and tell you that everything's going to be all right, I'm not going to do that. And you shouldn't ask me to do that. But but I found out as you get higher in leadership, that's actually what your calling is. It's it's to care. It's to have empathy. It's to look at people beyond what they can produce on the PL statement. It's looking beyond financial plan and targeting and what you're accountable to the CFO for. It's actually looking at people and understanding and caring that, hey, this is terrible that you're going through something. And I experienced loss in my family. And a level of maturity and wisdom comes with that. But the the person I am now, I, I care, man. I care about people more than, than I care about the business. The business is always going to be there. There's always going to be people that need risk adjustment, that need proper value-based care rubrics, that need education for coding, that need to raise their star rating, need to understand the CAP survey and the health outcome survey. There's always going to be people that need that. But how many opportunities in life do you have to make a difference for someone that's going through the worst juncture that they've gone through in their entire life as a boss? So three questions that that are asked about, and I love this one. The first one is, what is your motivation behind moving into management? That's a great question. This is a great article by FastCompany.com. What's your motivation? Do you want to do this because you're competitive and and you just feel like you're a type A personality and you want to be in charge and and you feel like you're ready, you have the education? You went to that fantastic business school? You feel like you paid your dues, you worked a 75-hour week and weekends? You took that extra class to get that extra certificate? All of that stuff? Is it about the money? Do you want the raise? Do you want the benefits? You know, you get into management, you get into being a director, you get into being a VP, you people, a lot of companies, especially in healthcare, get a car allowance, get a travel budget. You might even get, if you're on the executive level, you might get country club privileges. You might get season tickets to football or basketball, depending on what city you're in. You get, you get so many perks as you climb the ladder of management. But is that your motivation? Or is your motivation to produce a better product? Is your motivation to lead, to pour into people, to galvanize, to maximize the greatness of others? Because a lot of times people people lead, get into leadership positions, and they think that it's their job to be the smartest person in the room, to be the star, to be the person standing on that podium, to get all the accolades. And that's not really what a leader's job is. A leader's job is to create other fantastic subject matter experts. It's not like Diana Ross and the Supremes or David Ruff and the Temptations, where it's, hey, your job is to back me up. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Bobby Brown and New Edition. That's not what the leader's job is. The leader's job is actually to make the other people on your team better and perhaps even better than you one day. A lot of people don't want to do that. The second question 
if are are am I ready to be a leader or if you're a manager and you're or director you're looking to promote someone are they ready to be a leader evaluate your current job success a lot of people want to be leaders because they have the education they feel like they have the pedigree they feel like they're great at putting presentations together they feel like they're great at getting some results but they're focused on what they want to be focused on they don't necessarily meet the criteria across the board Are you really better than your peers at your job? Now, I teach the A-plus theory. A lot of people disagree with me about the A-plus theory. I teach the concept of A-plus theory that being the best in class is something. And, they, and, they, and I learned this in business school when I was at Miami University, at the Richard T. Farmer Business School at, at the Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. It's better to be best in class at one thing than to be third best in class at nine things because the best in the class, no one's irreplaceable, but you're as close to being irreplaceable as possible. Now in corporate America, they teach you to be a B plus, a B to a B plus at everything. I don't believe in that. I want to be the A plus 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 at something that you need me so much. I have leverage and I'm able to negotiate based on the leverage that I have. And I give you an example. When I was in healthcare, I was one of the best people in the country at getting charts, retro chart review. I go into organizations, they're getting 70% of their charts. By the time I was done with that vendor management portfolio, they're getting 95% of their charts. And we're talking about tens of millions of dollars, even in, in some large plans, hundreds of millions of dollars. I was weak in some other areas, but because I was so good at managing vendors and banging on vendors and writing the contracts, I was able to move up. And I'm big on the A plus theory, but you can't be a C or D at anything. I mean, you have to have competencies. And a lot of people, they don't really have a, a good understanding of their evaluations and job performance. Now, when I was a vice president, I used to do a lot of one-on-ones. I used to do a lot of evaluation. I used to make my employees sick. They hated it, but they knew where they stood with me. And, and it was two-way. I wanted my employees to evaluate me. Because Lance J wasn't always the perfect boss. I had the opportunities to grow as well. And it says in an article, in addition to sustain, sustained success, you must actively engage in what's happening around you. Can you engage with people? Can you monitor reports? That's all, that's all in the process. And the last one is, and I love this one. This is my favorite. Determine whether you're a relationship builder or not. The deeper I get into this stuff, man, having my own business, being responsible. This thing is about relationships. If you can't build relationships, you can't be a manager. It's, you can't be that diva that everything revolves around you and it's about me and me and me and me. You know, it's like Kobe said to Shaq when Shaq was uh, talking at Kobe's funeral. He said, Shaq said, there's, there's no I in team. And Kobe responded, there's an I in win, mother bleeper. Well, that works when you're Kobe on the court because there are only 12 people on the basketball team and Kobe's out there dropping 81 on people. That doesn't work in corporate America. It's got to be about building relationships. It's got to be about making the people that work for you feel like they can fly. It's about making people that work with you, your peers, feel that, hey, this is a stand-up girl, a stand-up guy. Vendors, any relationship, any other department that you work with, you always want to 
exude confidence and, and build relationships. And people that want to work with you, they'll run through a brick wall for you. Otherwise, you're not ready to lead. So it's a great article that, that I definitely advise people to, to check out. And, and it's on fastcompany.com. It gives some, some nuggets, three ways to determine if you're ready to be a manager. We'll be back. More to Lance Day Show after these messages. <laughs> Lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Okay, well, check this out. They were doing the premiere of Private Parts at Madison Square Garden. And, and as I was going to the premiere, I see Donald Trump on the corner of 31st Street and 8th Avenue by the garden. I walked over to him. I said, with excitement, hey, how you doing, Mr. Trump? He looks down to me and says, not now. I said, wow. but my name is Flavor Flake. He said, not now. James Lewis. I said to him, yo, I'm the one that gave your son Donald an autograph in, in the Planet Hollywood. He said, good for you. Good for you. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. The Cook's Nook Food Services Group proudly makes and delivers our handmade mosaic meals and mosaic meals to go daily to communities across Austin and Central Texas. We're a purpose-driven food and nutrition services group created to help organizations and their clients make meaningful improvements and advancements toward equitable access to proper nutrition and food security within their diverse communities. The Cook's Nook, Mosaic Meals, and Mosaic Meals to go because everyone deserves a delicious, nutritious meal.